days. Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Verse 16. Are we there? Right. So I will read. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be you therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves, living in the last days. The NIV version says, Be shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be shrewd as what? As snakes, but be as innocent as doves. Praise God, hallelujah. So, according to the word of God, we are living in the last days. We are living in the last days. And when we are living in the last days, I would have you know that the last days they bring their own challenges. They bring their own issues, alright? And because of those challenges, as a Christian, we must be in a position to know how to live in such times. Come on somebody. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. The world will present its own challenges based on the times that we are living in. And because of those challenges, a Christian must be wise enough to know how to live and how to conduct themselves when they are faced with the different situations. So in this message, we are going to look at Jesus' advice, the advice that Jesus gave to his disciples concerning the times that they were living in and how that advice can help us in this time that we are living in. How that advice is wisdom for us today. How that advice is going to help us in the times that are upon us. In the powerful name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus was using figures of speech in this verse that we read. He was uh, using what are called simuls, figures of speech. What you use to compare two things that are unlike. Two different things. You use a simul or a similitude, isn't it? It's a figure of speech. So he was using that figure of speech to teach his disciples on how to conduct themselves as they went out to preach the word of God. As they interacted with the world, how were they supposed to conduct themselves? So Jesus warned them when he sent them out. And he said, when you go out, you are going to be like sheep among wolves. And because they were like sheep among wolves, then they were supposed to be wise like serpents. Oh, come on somebody. And be harmless as doves. You know, already when I'm seeing this thing about a dove and a serpent, about a sheep and a wolf, I'm also reminded 
of a what? Of a lamb and a lion. Look at that. At that. A lamb and a what? And a lion. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. But yet he is a lamb. And here he is saying, be wise like serpents, but also be harmless as doves. My God, hallelujah. So I want you to know that the world, the world is purposefully hostile to believers. In the time that Jesus lived in, the world was hostile to him. The world was hostile to his disciples. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So that hostility was not by chance. It was not by chance. It was planned. Come on. That hostility was what? Was planned. They actually planned to kill the Lord Jesus. They held meetings to kill the Lord Jesus. They planned to persecute the disciples. They planned to kill the disciples. It was planned hostility. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that they will against the Christian faith. Don't be so naive to think that the world uh, uh, supports the Christian faith. Uh, come on, somebody. Amen. I said, don't be naive to think that the world, the worldly systems, they actually support the Christian faith. The world is hostile to the Christian faith. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. You might not see it now, but I tell you the truth. You shall see it soon. Hallelujah. So there's coming a time when it will be so difficult for us to practice this faith, even in public. And you must be ready for that. You must know that the world is hostile to the Christian faith. Right here in Zimbabwe, we might be in a better place, but go to Afghanistan, Go to China and ask if they are in a good place as you are. We have places where Christians are being killed right now. Where they are being forced to convert to Islam. You, you hear what I'm saying? Come on somebody. So my question is how are they going to live in such a time? If such a time comes upon us, how are we supposed to live in a hostile world? You know, wolves are intentional about the harm that they inflict upon the sheep. Are they not intentional? Wolves eat the sheep. You get this? So when he said, uh, you know, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. He says, the world out there is dangerous for you. I want you to know that. As much as we are protected by God, but we must know that the world is dangerous. There are wolves out there that want to devour the sheep. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. There are wolves inside the church. <laughs> there are wolves also outside the church. We live in a hostile world. So when we have such an environment, how then can we advance the kingdom of God? How can we advance the kingdom of God effectively in a hostile world? 
You know, right now, I might say there's a little bit of hostility. We are living in a little bit of a hostile world, okay? Isn't it? Because there are all sorts of measures that are being passed that, it, that make it even difficult for us to practice the faith. Isn't it? They are being passed. And we don't even know what will happen next week or next month or in November or December. What if things become so hard for us to practice the faith? Then that means we need to listen to what Jesus said to his disciples. You get this? Because they lived in a time that was hostile to Christ himself. Hostile to his disciples and hostile to the faith. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus taught his followers that to practice the faith, this faith in a, God, uh, in a godless world, they must combine those two things. They must what? Combine those two things. Number one, the wisdom of the serpent. <laughs> And the harmlessness of doves. Two key things to survive in a what? In a hostile world. The wisdom of the serpent. Be wise like a serpent. And be harmless as doves. Now, let us talk a little bit about this serpent. Okay? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Somebody is saying. How can we be wise as serpents? Let's talk about serpents. <laughs> he's not saying be like a serpent as in a serpent. But he's talking about the wisdom of the serpent. Okay? That's why we talked about the similar to the simian, the figure of speech. So when we talk about this serpent, the Bible says the serpent was subtle. Read Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, isn't it? That is where this comes from. So when Jesus says, be wise like a serpent, immediately you must think about what happened in Genesis chapter 3. How the serpent beguiled Eve. Look at how cunning he was. Look at how crafty that serpent was. So we are talking about being subtle or crafty or shrewd or cunning. Because that is exactly what the serpent was like. So in these last days, you must be cunning. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You must be shrewd. You must be subtle. Like the serpent. Let's define those words for a bit. Because I may just say subtle, crafty, cunning. But then you really want to understand what that word means, isn't it? So when we are saying subtle, we are saying making use of clever and indirect methods to achieve something. Making use of clever and indirect methods. I want you to, to underline indirect methods. To achieve something. So when the time comes when they say, do not meet, for example, you must be able to come up with clever and indirect methods. To achieve what you want to achieve. Hallelujah. If they say don't preach in the street, you are supposed to come up with 
clever and indirect methods of still achieving what you want of preaching the gospel. My God. Crafty. We're talking about being clever at achieving one's aims by indirect or deceitful methods. So it's almost similar. But you know, subtle carries another connotation of being what? Being hidden, isn't it? You do your things being hidden, but you're achieving what you want. Many times the church would be hidden, isn't it? You remember when Peter was released from the prison? They were shut up there. And they were refusing to open the door. They were subtle in their practice of the faith, but still effective in preaching the gospel. You hear what I'm saying? Let's look at shrewd. The serpent was shrewd, isn't it? So that word shrewd means having or showing sharp powers of judgment, being astute. My God, sharp powers of judgment. You should be able to quickly judge situations and know how to react and know what to do quickly. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> if you hear that soldiers are outside the door, you know, because it also happened to, to Paul. They are outside the door. They are looking for you. What are you going to do? Are you going to wait so that maybe they catch you? <laughs> At one time, Paul, yes, he could wait. But at other times, he couldn't wait, you see. He devised means of escaping. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Wisdom for the last days. We'll talk about Paul later on. The last word is cunning. Having or showing skill in achieving one's ends by deceit or invention. We are not saying use deceit. Are you getting me clear? Right now, I'm revealing to you what the serpent is like so that you understand the wisdom of the serpent. So, when you understand how the serpent operates, now you can borrow the good things about that of being what? Shrewd as well. When it comes to people that would want to hurt you, and destroy your faith. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. So that is about the serpent. The tough, on the other hand, right, was thought of uh, as innocent and harmless. That's why the Bible says, be as harmless as doves. Right? You have seen a dove. Does a dove hate a fly? It doesn't, isn't it? A dove is harmless. A dove is what? Is peaceful. It's one of the clean animals that uh, would be used as sacrifices as well. It's harmless, peaceful. Look at it. In my place where I live, there are a lot of doves. They just walk, you know, in, in the compound there. Very peaceful. What they do. So when he says be harmless as doves, you must exude the peace of God. 
upon somebody. When you walk, when you do your things, exude the peace. Exude the peace of God. Because when you look at doves, they actually exude peace when you look at them. They don't speak to you, but they exude what? Peace. So he says, be peaceful and be harmless like doves. But at the same time, be astute, be wise like a serpent. Oh, come on, somebody, I love this. Hallelujah. Amen. So you may see us being peaceful, being harmless. <laughs> but come on, somebody, we can be wise like serpents. Those who want to destroy your faith, they may come from one angle or the other. But you must know how to react. You must know how to act so that you are not pinned down. Musitara Jesu Eman. I remember I had really a challenge with Moses <laughs> when he was told to make that snake. You, you remember? And whoever looked at the snake was healed. I had a challenge. Looking at a snake. <laughs> How come? Why not make a dove? And you look at a dove and you get healed. Why not make a lamb? Why a snake? No one wants to look at a snake. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And even in that day when Jesus was crucified, no one wanted to look at a man on the cross. No? Are you hearing this? Are you seeing the picture? In Jesus' name, amen. No one wanted to look at the cross. Even right now, the world, the world, when you talk about the cross, there's revulsion. Look, come on, somebody. There's revulsion. How can you delight in the cross? Is it not something that you are revowed? Uh, uh, you know, when, when you hear about it, you, you, you don't really want to hear about it. You don't want to, to, you know, to look at the blood. You don't want to look at the suffering. You don't want to look at the, the, the blood mixed with water that came out. When that soldier pierced him by the side, do you want to look at it? So the world who paint that picture to say, oh, the cross. How can you even believe in the cross? How can it even save you when you don't want even to look at it? In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So when talking about the snake, many people don't want to be associated with the serpent. I remember even my wife, she doesn't even want to see it on TV. When a, a, a snake comes on TV, she doesn't want. It's better you switch uh, the channel. Even on National Geographic, no! <laughs> no snakes! <laughs> but yet, the Bible is saying, the wise is what? It's a serpent. We never see a serpent in good light. My God in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. So we shouldn't worry much about this simile that we are talking about. What we should worry about is the nature of the serpent when it comes to being wise. You know, I remember someone saying when you see a snake 
For example, maybe in your yard. Don't run to try to find a what? Maybe a pole or a branch or whatever that you want to use to eat it. You must make sure that you keep your eyes on it. Because the moment you disappear and come back, you won't find it. You hear me? Very good at sneaky, very good at hiding and disappearing. That's a good trait, isn't it? If you are able to disappear and hide yourself, then people cannot find you. <laughs> you are being as wise as a serpent. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Hallelujah. So as a general principle, when he was speaking to his 12 disciples, he laid down a principle about the technique of the kingdom work. It's a principle. When you find yourself in difficult times, be wise as what? As serpents. But yet remain innocent and peaceful as doves. At one time, Peter wanted to be violent, isn't he? He cut off the ear of one of those soldiers. But Jesus says, not so. This is not how we fight in the kingdom. This is not how we what? We fight. And those that follow politics or those that are in politics, take note. I say, take what? Take note. You can be shrewd. But still remain peaceful and harmless. Many times people say you can't be in politics when you are a Christian. Why are they saying that? It's because they know that politics is a dead game. That's what they say. Somehow you might end up touching things that you are not supposed to touch. Sometimes you might end up killing people that you are not supposed to kill. Sometimes you end up torturing people that you are not supposed to what? To torture. But you as a Christian, if you decide to be politics, you better be wise as a what? As a serpent, but be harmless like a dove. Look at this serpent and dove together, not serpent only. Because when you are serpent without the dove, you will bite. You get me? If you are a serpent, Without the character of the dove, you will bite. You will kill someone. Oh, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So Jesus was not suggesting that we should also be dishonest. You know, like the serpent or anything. He says, borrow only the good things. About how wise a serpent is. In the powerful name of Jesus, amen. So we want to look at Jesus. Because sometimes when we just speak about this and we don't see it in the world, we, we begin to question some things, alright? We want to look at the life of Jesus. How he was harmless like a dove, but yet he was wise as a serpent. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. The Lord was known as a gentle person. He was very gentle. The Bible says a smoking flax, right? You will not what? Quench or extinguish. Very gentle person. 
he was not always like that. He was not always gentle all the time. There's a time when he arose to the occasion. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, this same gentle Jesus who could not hate anyone or say anything wrong or what, he's the same man who rebuked the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You hypocrites to their face. My God, hallelujah. You know, there is a time when Jesus came to the temple and he saw the money changers. What did he do? What did he do? He took a whip and picked them up. That gentle Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. He did that. I'm actually wondering that if Jesus came in uh, here today, are there no people who will be running out of this room? <laughs> Come on, somebody. Will you not be running out when Jesus comes in? <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. I'm liking this. Wow. Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. So you need to understand, I talked about the lamb and the lion. <laughs> Sometimes he can come like a lamb. But behold... He may also come like a lion. My God, the lamb and the lion. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Jesus knew, he knew enough to discern the differences, even in his audience, when he spoke. He knew the differences. When he's speaking to his disciples, he would speak in a certain way. When he spoke to the Pharisees, he would speak in a certain way. When he spoke to others, you know, he knew the differences. He was as wise as a serpent. When he spoke, most times he would use parables, isn't it? Why did he do that? Wise as a serpent. He wanted those who wanted to understand to understand. While those who didn't want to understand they would be closed by the parables. <laughs> they would question each other, what did he mean when he said that? So he was able to release information to those he wanted to release the information. And then he would also hide the information from those that he also wanted not to receive the information. Wise as a serpent in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. He refused to be caught in many traps that his enemies set for him. He refused. They did set traps, isn't it? They did set traps for him. But he was never caught in any of those traps. And I want you to understand right now that there are people that will set traps for you. There are people that will even plan to trap you. In what you do and in what you say, they will try to do that. But Jesus is kept. Why? Because he was as wise as a serpent. Let us look at Mark chapter 8 here. 
verse 11. What does the Bible say? And the Pharisees came forth and began to question, question with him, seeking of him a sign from heaven, tempting him. They came to what? To tempt. They did not come to know, but they came to, to tempt. Mark chapter 10, Mark chapter 10, verse 2. And the Pharisees came to him and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife? Tempting him. Look at that. They came to tempt. That's why I'm saying you must be as wise as what? As a serpent. Know whether a person is tempting you. Know whether a person is testing you. Know whether what a person does is doing it out of a clear conscience, out of a pure heart. My God, are you hearing this? Otherwise, people can set traps for you. Mark chapter 12, verse 13. And they sent unto him certain of the Pharisees and the Herodians to catch him in his words. Look at that. To catch him in what? In his words. If you have a problem of thinking that everyone loves you and everyone wishes you well, you are going to have a problem. Because there are people that are sent to catch what you say, to catch your words, and they relay them to their masters. And they relay them to the people who have sent them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can have a friend that you can play with. And you say stuff together. You don't know what your friend is going to say to that person you are talking about. So every time when you speak, be wise as a serpent. <laughs> be wise as a what? As a serpent. Many times Jesus is kept and hid himself. Some of you begin to ask, how can Jesus run away? Is he not the son of God? With all power upon him, why would he run away and hide himself? This is what? Wisdom. It's wisdom. Don't think that... Uh, when you feel like you are powerful, you can stand before everything. There are things that you need to run away from in height. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'll give you a verse. I'll give you a verse. Well, someone might think that I'm uh, being blasphemous. <laughs> Hallelujah. That Jesus ran away and hid himself. <laughs> someone might think, uh, was he a coward? No, it has nothing to do with being a coward. It's wisdom. His time was not yet for him to be arrested. So why should he? He exercises wisdom. John chapter 8, verse 59 there. Then took they up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out.
out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Look at that. So when they took those stones, he did not stand and wait and say, you can cast your stones. I'm here. But you what? <laughs> he passed in the midst of them. He hid himself. Went out of the temple. You must know when to run away. You must know when to hide. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Praise God, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And when he did all that, he remained pure. He remained harmless. He remained peaceful. Pilate, three times, Pilate judged Jesus. But yet he always found him an innocent man. Not at any time did he break any commandment. Many times they were trying to find out which commandment did he break, which one, so that we may crucify, which one. Pilate three times, he found Jesus innocent, harmless as a dove, peaceful as a dove, innocent as a dove. But yet he was what? Shrewd as well. Look at the way he answered them, answered the Pharisees. Look at how he dealt with them. My God, in the powerful name of Jesus, amen. Paul the Apostle, he also followed the example of Christ. He also what? Followed the example of Christ. He is one man who also denied his carnal what? Desires and began to follow Christ. Harmless, pure, innocent. Many times he says, okay, I know there are people talking about me and talking a lot about my ministry and my preaching. But look at me and point out the things that I'm doing wrong. Can you point them out? How did I conduct myself when I was with you? He was so bold as to ask them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. He was innocent. But yet he was also shrewd. He was a shrewd man. My God. He was astute. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, Paul is one man who knew his legal rights. I said his legal what? Legal rights and he even used the legal system to his advantage. And we have people out there who say, I know, mwea, 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 no, furika. Some things need wisdom, shrewdness. You have to be cunning as well. If the worldly system is cunning against you, you better also be cunning against them. Ah, did, did you hear me correctly? If they want to be shrewd with you, you also better be shrewd with them, or else you are the one who will be consumed. Oh my God. Let's look at Acts chapter 16 here. So that I give you examples also of how
Paul, the apostle, was wise as a serpent. Acts 16, verse 36. And the keeper of the prison told this saying to Paul, the magistrates have sent to let you go. Now, therefore, depart and go in peace. These things were being said after they had been flogged, after they had been beaten. Verse 37. But Paul said unto them, They have beaten us openly and condemned being Romans. And they have cast us into prison. And now do they thrust us out privily. Nay, verily, but let them come themselves and fetch us out. And they feared when they heard what, uh, when they heard that they were Romans. Look at how he dealt with them. Paul says uh, that citizenship of being a Roman. Now you beat me and you want to send me out in secret. No, I will not allow it. He knew the law. Do you know your constitution? Do you know it? What does the constitution, uh, constitution say about you? If you don't know your constitution, things can be forced on you because you don't know it. And you cannot defend yourself because you, uh, 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 you don't know the constitution. When you are on the road and you meet the cops, if you don't know your rights, if you don't know the law, even the laws of the road themselves, they might do whatever they want with you. You hear what I'm saying? That has nothing to do with being spiritual. It's about wisdom. It's about knowledge. It's about understanding. My God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, whenever Paul spoke, he also crafted, you know, his speeches to maximize the impact as well to the people that he's talking, uh, uh, talking with. Whether he's defending himself, whether he's preaching. He was astute. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me give you one last example about the Apostle Paul. Because I gave you one concrete example of Christ. And I'm also going to give you this other concrete example of the Apostle Paul. And that should be good for you. Acts chapter 23, verse 6. But when Paul perceived that the one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, <laughs> he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. Look, what did he do? He analyzed his audience, isn't he? So he sees Pharisees. He sees Sadducees. Then he says, you know what? I will find something that I know they don't agree on. And once I speak that, they will be divided. They will no longer be united. Divide and conquer. My God, are you seeing this? The shrewdness of the Apostle Paul. His wisdom. So, he says, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, and of the walk and the resurrection of the dead, I am called in question. He touched their life, why? About the resurrection of the dead. <laughs> Verse 7. And when he had so said, 
There arose a dissension between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the multitude was divided. Look at that. The wisdom of the serpent in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. So as I conclude my message, you need to strike that optimal balance between the dove and the serpent. You must have those traits, the wisdom of the serpent, and yet be peaceful and be harmless like a dove. Continue to preach the word of grace. Continue to live like a true born-again Christian. Without fault in the world. Peter says, live such good lives among believers that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Look, uh, live such a life. Live such a life. They may point at you as an evil doer. They may point at you as a what? As an evil doer. Accuse you of wrong. But live in such a way that those good deeds will still be manifest. And God shall be glorified in the way that you live. Be gentle, but don't be a pushover. I said be gentle, but don't be a pushover. Don't be a pushover. They look at you and say, he's a Christian, he can do whatever. Don't be a pushover. Be shrewd. Be cunning as well. My God, we must be aware of the evil tactics that are used by the enemy. All the time, we must be aware of those things. But we must take the iron. <laughs> In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We are not ignorant of his devices. Never be ignorant. So if you are not ignorant about his devices, then you are being wise. Otherwise, you will be caught in the net as well. So I want you to understand that the world right now is planning against you. They are planning against you. So while they are planning against you, what are you doing about it? Because you think that... Uh, in the years to come, you still have Facebook. Right now, we are preaching on Facebook. We are preaching on YouTube. But come five, ten years later, will you still preach on YouTube? That's my question. At one time, I heard that uh, 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 the channel of uh, this uh, departed prophet, uh, Prophet uh, T.B. Joshua, was suspended on YouTube. <laughs> You, you hear what I'm saying? And why was it suspended? You are speaking, they say, the misinformation. They block you. So can we still continue to preach and say homosexuality is a sin? They will come and say, this is a speech. And they close your account on YouTube. They close your account on Facebook. They did that to Donald Trump, didn't they? So if they can block a war president, then who are you? You can be blocked on every social platform. They put you under lockdown, then they block you as well on the social platforms, and then we say preach now. Which platform I going to use? Why is it serpents? <laughs> but harmless as doves. 
You can stand up on your feet. We want to pray right now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Just pray and say, Lord, I need to be wise. Give me that grace to be wise. Give me that wisdom that I can be wise in these last days. My God, in Jesus' mighty name. So that you may be able to discern the things that are happening in the world. Not everyone can discern. But you need that grace to be able to discern the things that are happening in the world. And the plan for those days. Many times we think we'll still have our jobs in the next two years. But I'm telling you the truth. You must begin to plan. You must be wise today in the plan for your future. Because it might not be there tomorrow. <laughs> in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Begin to pray right now. Begin